How's it going, guys? Welcome to week six preview episode. I can't believe it's week six already. We got David here and also Garrett. Um, we're gonna jump right in here. We're gonna, as we've been doing, put uh, me and Garrett, or sorry, me and David's matchup at the end, so you guys don't have to listen to that if you don't. Want. So we'll start it off with Curtis versus Garrett. Um, so you know, Kurt. He's got Mixon back finally. Uh, he's looking good with 22 carries in his first week. Um, Atlanta D um, is uh, looking really shitty, so I think Mike Evans is going to have a pretty big week. Um, he does you know, big weeks to Antonio Brown, uh, AJ, Tyler Boyd, so I, I think he's in a really prime spot there. Melvin Gordon is looking like a top three running back without a doubt. DJ uh, Uza, he uh, played 55 snaps to uh, Tyler Croft's 19 last week, but still only got two targets. Um, Garrett, what, what do you think about him? Or do you think he'll take over that role, or do you think that's just a situation to avoid? Well, didn't Tyler Croft get hurt at the end of the game last week? I'm not sure what his status is, but yeah, I mean, the Snapcat doesn't lie. He has a pretty good matchup against Pittsburgh. I think it's just a matter of if they trust. They were going to Alex Erickson a lot last week out of the slot instead of their usual tight end targets, so I think it's just a question of Tight end versus slot guy. Right. Um, and, David, what do you think of Robbie Henderson? Do you think he was just kind of a flash in the pan last week? Or do you think Darnold is starting to open it up and throw deep with him? No, I think Robbie Anderson is more of a fluke. Um, like, if you pull up his stats from last week, I mean, he had three receptions for 120 yards and two touchdowns. I mean, if you're going to tell me a guy's going to have three receptions over 120 yards and two touchdowns, that's just an absurd stat line. And I don't. See that continuing again. Maybe you can count on him for, you know, let's say a third of the weeks to get a long touchdown, but I, I don't really see that continuing. Um, Anunwa had no catches. He was a little bit banged up, but I really don't see that continuing for Robbie Anderson, unfortunately, for for Kurt. Right. Good point. Um, and then the other side of the ball with uh, Garrett, we have Brady and a really – prime matchup here uh, on Sunday night against one of the worst defenses in the league. Hopkins is going to keep doing what he does. There's really nothing to talk about with him. I mean, he looks like he's always banged up every week, but he's uh, hasn't missed a game or really been in question. John Brown has been looking like a really solid pickup uh, at the beginning of the season there with, uh, you know, pretty much wide receiver two numbers every week, um, a little bit of a down week last week. Tyler Boyd, uh, you know, with Pittsburgh's kind of shitty pasty. He could have a good week as well, running a lot of routes out of the slot. Uh, Barkley will be interesting to see on Thursday night uh, in a shitty weather game. Philly has had one of the best run defenses in the league so far. I don't think they've allowed a running back to go over 50 yards. Um, and this could be Garrett's last really useful week out of James Conner, but I think he's going to see a big score out of there. Um, and then Ertz should go off against the Giants. They're historically bad against uh, tight ends. Um, David, do you have anything to add to that side? Um. No, I think you summed it up pretty well. I mean, I think, like you said, until anything changes in Pittsburgh with the running back situation and Le'Veon coming back, I mean, I think Garrett, after the trade now, has just successfully completed and leveled out his roster. There's not really a weak point um, when you go down the line in his roster, especially with Tevin Coleman um, playing in a game where Devontae Freeman's potentially out now. I think Garrett's solid all around where I think Kurt has a couple weaknesses with you know, Jamison Crowder, this Uzuma guy, I don't even know who the heck he is. And then 
Robbie Anderson, like I said. So I think it's, you know, both ends have bang, you know, big bang players, but Garrett just has a full roster here. Yeah, definitely. Garrett, do you have anything to add on your side? Yeah, I don't think my roster will hit 200 this week, but it'll probably be pretty close to 160, I would imagine. Um, I think the biggest problem with Kurt is actually going to be uh, Corey Davis going against Baltimore this week. They've been a pretty stingy defense in the secondary, especially. And Tennessee hasn't really been able to get much of anything going. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Uh, Kurt does have some big-name guys, though, with Gordon Mixon. Mike Evans in a good spot. He could definitely surprise us, mm-hmm. but I think it'll be a tough matchup going against your team. Um, all right, so next we will move on to James versus Hop. Um, on James' side, Pat Mahomes, uh, he finally had a human-looking week last week against Jacksonville, but uh, I think against New England it's just going to be a really high-scoring game here. Robert Woods, his outlook really depends on the health of the uh, other two receivers there. Puncher should have uh, you know, hit his floor 10 to 12 points, maybe a little bit more. Uh, and then Allison, as long as he's back from the concussion, is in a pretty good spot. Duke Johnson has been – or not Duke Johnson, sorry, David Johnson has been really, um, you know, starting to come back to life a little bit. Even though last week they, again, uh, 10 of his 12 carries were, you know, straight up the middle, which is not the type of running back he is. So maybe that will change soon. And then Marshawn, um, you know, as we've been talking about the trade here, um, you know, he had a down week for the first time this season, but he probably will bounce back to life against Seattle unless they really get behind and will go away from him in game script again. Um, Gronk. You know, it's a question every week of what he's going to do so far, but he has the biggest potential of any tight end. And then um, Deshaun Jackson, you know, with Jameis Winston coming back here, I don't know if he's going to have that same connection. Uh, David, what do you think about that uh, with Deshaun Jackson's out? Yeah, that's what I was going to point out. Um, I think Deshaun Jackson, it it remains to be seen. I'm not saying he's going to be a bust for the rest of the season, but what I will say is, you know, it remains to be seen if Deshaun Jackson or Chris Godwin is going to come out the, you know, real beneficiary out of this. QB changeup. I mean, Mike Evans is obviously matchup proof, or, you know, not matchup proof, rather uh, quarterback, not quarterback dependent, excuse me. But I think Deshaun Jackson and Chris Godwin are really going to be fighting to become that second big target for Jameis Winston. Right, definitely. Um, and then on the other side of the ball with Hop, um, we got Russell Wilson, who he's really been putting up some bad scores, mostly because he hasn't been rushing and hasn't been showing that running floor that we've seen in the past seasons. Um, so it'll be interesting against Oakland, who doesn't have much of a pass rush anymore without Khalil Mack. Maybe Russell, uh, without getting sacked every few plays, might be able to put up a good score this week. Uh, Gordon, you know, is going to be interesting. I think he only got four targets last week, but his catch was a touchdown. So that's always an option and in a high scoring game here. Um, it's definitely possible that he catches one or maybe even two long balls. Um, Thielen is going to keep doing what he does. He may see some Patrick Peterson, but Thielen runs a lot of his routes out of the slot, which uh, Patrick Peterson doesn't always uh, follow. And with Diggs on the outside, I don't know if they can really afford to shadow cover. Uh, Robinson has been looking a little bit down with kind of a small emergence of Taylor Gabriel stealing some targets, but um, uh, a bigger concern there might be the weather, um, you know, with Trubisky not being a really consistent quarterback. I mentioned on Tuesday Gurley's historic, uh, or not historic, but his, um, actually it might be historic, uh, touchdown pace in uh, rushing and then uh, his receiving as well alongside that. So there's not a lot to say there. Denver's uh, run defenses look terrible. Um, you know, they got gouged last week by the Jets. Isaiah Crowell put up 200 yards on them, and Gurley is four times the running back he is. Uh, the only real um, 
threat to his you know ceiling this week would be if the Rams two other receivers are out the Denver might be able to stack the box a little bit more um Garrett what do you think about that do you think that's even something to worry about or is Gurley just um a 30 point guy every week no matter what no Gurley's matchup proof and like you said Denver's run defense they can put six seven guys back or you know seven eight guys back there Rams offensive line is one of the best in the league he's definitely gonna you know maybe not 30 points this week but definitely pretty safe for 22 to 25 points I think his only real concern <clears throat> you mentioned Allen Robinson in a tough matchup on the road against Miami you know Xavier Howard and uh, Minka Fitzpatrick have both in pretty good corners but also Adam Thielen even though Patrick Pearson might not see him all game They've actually been pretty stingy to wide receivers thus far. Pretty good safety in Buda Baker. And I don't know. Kirk Cousins hasn't always been the most reliable person. It could be a, a non 30 yeah. point week for Thielen, too. Yeah, that's definitely true. I think he's pretty safe for, you know, 15 or so. Ebron, um, as long as Doyle's out, should get a lot more targets. You know, he's listed with a shin quad ankle. Oh, man. But they, wow. it's probably, they say it's probably just a maintenance day. So. And then Powell, you know, I don't expect to see the big week that he had last week, but he is more of the receiving back. And uh, if the Colts can put up points like Andrew Luck's been showing that he can still do, then uh, he might be a little bit more leaned on with the game script. Um, And then uh, the last one I skipped over was Austin Eckler. And I have here in the notes from one of you guys that uh, Cleveland has yet to allow a receiving score to a a running back. And that's really Austin Eckler's forte and his really his one trick so far. So that'll be interesting to see if he can put up those uh, points that he's been doing so far uh, this season. Either you guys have anything to add to that side? Uh, not to hop side, but one question for you, Colin. We <laughs> talked about it last week when we were talking about Kittle, but Gronk looks to have a good matchup this week against Kansas City, but he's only hit double digits twice this year. Do you think this is, and like last week he did a lot of targets, but do you think this is a week he shows out? I think it is, and I think if he doesn't show up this week, it's a little bit – it's time to be a little concerned, I should say. Um, but, I mean, I think if there's going to be any week in the next few matchups, it's got to be the Kansas City. I mean, I expect 60 points at least combined out of these two teams, I would imagine. Yeah. you got to think Gronk or something. Yeah, I think so too. And they uh, – do they still not have Eric Berry? I don't know if he's coming back this week, but he's been getting closer every week. Right, so if they're without him, I mean, he's really uh, solid in, uh, you know, coverage over the middle, so, or in just, you know, defending tight ends. Yeah, right? I know they lost, they lost yeah. Justin Houston, so that's a little bit less pass rush for them, so. Right, so, I mean, he he should have a pretty solid game here, I imagine. We'll see. All right. Okay, we can move on then. Uh, the next matchup we got is Jake versus Jay. Oh, Jake with Aaron Rodgers. Um, I mean, not a whole lot to say about him. He did look a lot healthier last week, and he put up 30 points, you know, almost 450 yards. So nothing to really worry about there. Um, Julio, you know, Tampa Bay is down so many starting, uh, you know, cornerbacks and defensive options there that I think they have no choice but to double-team him, which uh, could open up some options on the other side of the field with uh, Sanu and Ridley. But then again, um, as we saw against the Saints, Ridley was tearing it up so bad that they put Marshawn Lattimore on him and left Julio uncovered. So there's a real solid chance in a potential blow-up game here that Julio and gets his points despite the other receivers uh, being there. Uh, Sanders, uh, like we keep saying every week, he's a pretty solid bet for at least 15 points. The Rams' D presents some issues, but um, you know they've been hurt over the middle and out of the slot, so I think he'll be fine if they move him around. 
Juju kind of came back down to earth last week, mostly as a result of uh, Antonio Brown kind of whining about his targets. Um, James White, I think, is a great uh, play here this week with Kansas City allowing some of the highest receiving yard numbers to running backs through the first five weeks. Philip Lindsay should uh, see a little bit of trouble this week with the Rams, but they haven't been as imposing against the run. I mean, Seattle kind of ran right over him last week. Kittle's probably going to keep doing what he does. And then Mike Davis is kind of the question mark here. Uh, so, Garrett, what do you think of Mike Davis here, you know, and what do you think is going to shake out in that Seattle backfield? Do you think it's just something to stay away from? Or do you think he'll, you know, get a decent amount of points to be a reliable flex? I mean, I personally fucking hate Pete Carroll. He just actually lies all the time, especially <laughs> with the running back situation, like with injuries, with starts, with workload, with play, with everything. The other day he was just talking about Rashad Penny, like, oh, we got to get him back in there. But he's been a healthy scratch two times a season. So I think it's a situation to stay away from. But Mike Davis or Chris Carson, one of them is going to have a pretty solid game. Right. Uh, David, do you have anything to add? Yeah, on side? I mean, I think um, on Jake's side, like you guys said, I think Mike Davis is a weak point here. Also, just to note, pretty similar team structures here in general with pretty loaded up wide receivers and then, you know, relatively weak running backs. I think the just the difference in this week um, is the TJ Yeldon factor uh, with Fournette being down. So I think that give, probably will give – Jay, the slight edge, uh, but I mean, Jake's team is still strong. I think Kittle is going to overperform his projections given there's pro- literally nobody else in that offense right now. Um, and I think Mike Davis will be the weak point, right. but other than that, you guys summed it up well. Right. All right. And then uh, on Jay's side, Goff, I think, is going to keep doing what he's been doing. He showed his floor last week, but I don't think Denver is really that imposing of a matchup. Uh, Especially if he has, you know, I, I guess that is more dependent as well on Cup and uh, Woods' health here, um, as or Cup and uh, Cooks' health. Sorry, um, but we'll see what happens there. And I guess looking down the matchup, that's also really kind of the big story of uh, Jay's team this week is if Cooks can play because that will really be a hit to Jared Goff if he can't. Uh, Landry, I think this week, um, I don't think he'll see a ton of Casey Hayward, so I think he should go off. And like we said, in a few coming weeks, he's got probably the best list of matchups you could ask for. Lockett, uh, kind of a touchdown or bust guy, but he seemed to, you know, break off that play every week. So you got to trust him going forward until he doesn't do it. Like David said, Yeldon is, you know, Jay's strongest point this week. Um, he's really primed to be in a workhorse role. Um, there's really no question about that. And uh, as long as Sean Lee isn't back to Dallas, I think Yeldon's going to do a good amount of work uh, and have some success running it up the middle between the tackle and the receiving uh, talent as well. Buck Allen is touchdown or bust. Um, Tennessee's run D has been all right, so it'll just be um, a real question of if they can get you know a goal line position or not. I think Cam Brate's going to have a really solid week with uh, Winston coming back because they've shown a good rapport, and then Devontae Adams down in the flex is, uh, again, one of the best options you could ask for. He's a top-ten receiver uh, and going up against San Francisco's D, who hasn't been anything special. Um, Garrett, what do you think about um, Cam Brate coming back now uh, with Jameis Winston back? Do you think he's going to be like a top six tight end or so? I mean, there's the top four that are pretty much locked in, but do you think he can be right up there with those guys? Yeah, I had Brate for a good part of the season last year with Winston back there. He was definitely top 12. Um, But Winston has a good rapport with him. I think it does contribute to that, how we were talking earlier about uh, Godwin and Deshaun Jackson Brate has that more, you know, middle of the field, 
underneath type play style. So I think he could be in line for a big day against a really depleted Atlanta defense. That being said, while Yeldon's in line for a lot of volume this week for sure at Dallas, you mentioned Sean Lee, but Jalen Smith has actually been back there for them playing really well. So not to say he's not getting his projection, but I wouldn't see – I don't see another 20-point week out of him at least this week on the road at Dallas. Yeah. Gotcha. David, anything Uh, out of Howard's still out, right? So Bray's going to be getting all the work. Am I right? Yeah. Right, and even um, we had Howard in last yeah. year. Uh, Cam or uh, James really. Yeah, like so I I think Braid's going to be huge down the stretch for as long as Howard's out. I, I can't remember if he was on IR or it was just a bad injury, but I think yeah. A few more so weeks, for that but... time, I think Braid's going to be huge. And I have to disagree with Garrett on the Yeldon take. I think he's going to be big this week. We'll see. I think OJ's actually. OJ's really, actually practicing this week, but probably out at least another week or two. But I wouldn't say it's like four to five weeks. Probably like one to two. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, Yeldon, it really just depends on how many targets he ends up getting in this game because that'll really make the difference between him getting 15 and, you know, 25 points if he can yeah, get a lot of receiving it's a, work. it's a tight matchup between these guys, though. That, Like I said, I think they have about as similar of a team structure as he can get. True. Right. All right, um, we're going to move on to Joe versus Andrew. Uh, Carson Wentz playing on Thursday night against the Giants. The uh, Giants and Eagles have typically had shootout games um, in the most recent seasons, um, so that'll be interesting to see if he gets a lot of points there. Antonio Brown uh, looks like he's fine and should be uh, you know, in another potential shootout here, seeing 10 to 12 targets at least. This is a real good spot for Tyreek Hill to blow up after a couple of down weeks against New England. Again, should be a high-scoring game. Uh, and I mentioned earlier with Tampa Bay's D, uh, Calvin Ridley should see a lot of one-on-one matchups and be able to really uh, do some damage. Chris Thompson with a rib injury, um, I think he should play, but, uh, you know, he's in an all right spot against Carolina here. Um, it, it, him and Adrian Peterson have kind of gone back and forth with producing different weeks and having down weeks, so it's hard to predict there. Duke Johnson has a really low floor, as we've seen. They don't really want to use him too much. And then David Njoku, um, he's a really talented guy, but he just haven't really seen that blow-up week. Um, Garrett, what do you think about Kiki QT? I mean, he showed that even with Will Fuller, and he can uh, really produce, produce. So what do you think this week against Buffalo? I like him a lot. Uh, we're going to talk about it a little bit more later, but as I said, uh, Travis White should see DeAndre Hopkins the whole game. Buffalo's defense is pretty solid, but at home, the Texans, I think, you know, with Fuller and Hopkins, or mainly Fuller still suffering from a hamstring injury, uh, QT is going to have a lot of opportunity. Um, you know, I think it's a good matchup for him. I think he easily gets the projection. Yeah, and David, you're the running back king, so what do you think we can expect out of uh, Joe's running backs with Camaro? Yeah, I, I don't think it's good. I think if there's any week to beat Joe, it's this week with Camaro on by. I mean, Duke Johnson Jr. is just an awful play. I mean, he's been just <laughs> terrible this whole year, and it's it's tough to see. He's actually a guy who I thought would be pretty good this year. I think he was a top 10 PPR running back last year, if I'm not mistaken. He was just eating up carries out of the Browns' backfield. But with all the weapons they've added, he just doesn't have that role anymore. And unless there's a significant injury in that backfield, I don't see him playing much. Um, I think I've been talking a little bit with Joe, and I think he really has to make a trade this week or he's just going to lose. Yeah. Well, speaking of buys and injuries, 
yeah. most of Andrew's team is on bye. Yeah, I was going to say he's that. he's going to lose Hilton. So That's true. Yeah, and he doesn't have Hilton. But even so, his team is not looking too bad. So on that side, uh, Winston, you know, is a great pickup. I think he is a definite candidate for being the number one uh, quarterback overall this week. Mari Cooper is a big question mark. Um, he's just seesawed back and forth between horrible games and great games, so it'll be interesting to see. Seattle doesn't really have a lockdown corner now that Richard Sherman is gone anymore, so I think uh, this is a week that you don't necessarily need to be afraid of a huge bust, but it's always a possibility, even against uh, a bunch of kindergartners, he might just disappear. So uh, then Stephon Diggs against Arizona, he might see some Patrick Peterson running on the outside, but um, – you know, they move him and Thielen around enough where I think they'll both get theirs if Kirk can put up a solid game. Sammy Watkins has actually been surprisingly uh, good. You know, he had, what, two weeks ago, I think he had one target, and I don't know what really happened with that game. But in the weeks outside of that, uh, he's had, you know, over 10 points, points in PPR. So it's not the worst filler option in a shootout game. Uh, Carlos Hyde and Sony Michelle have both been pretty solid backs. Uh, got a lot of touchdown potential. Uh, Hyde has a little bit more receiving potential than Michelle, but they're both – uh, proven talents that you don't really need to worry about. And uh, with Sony Michelle, even though he's not really been the receiving back and it's been more James White, I think he'll get two to three targets. And against Kansas City, you can just break any of those off for 20 yards with pretty relative ease. Uh, and then Jordan Reed last week, who's like you said, who's playing more snaps than Vernon Davis, but only saw one target. Um, so it's just kind of you, you don't really know what to expect out of him this week, but you got to imagine he'll bounce back. Um, and then we don't know right now what uh, Andrew's going to play in his flex here, but with most of his team on by. Um, it's looking like either maybe Ronald Jones or Royce Freeman, which neither of those are really enticing options here. Um, David, what do you think you can expect out of Amari Cooper this week? Do you think it's a boom or a bust week? Yeah, I, I think I think he actually puts up similar to his projection. Like, I think he gets, you know, somewhere around 12 PPR points, which is weird to see from Amari because he's usually exploding or not. Um, but I just think, you know, with Seattle being so weak, he gets his share. Um, but I do think they spread the ball. Around a little bit, I think, you know, Jared Cook's going to get some targets, and I think they also um, are going to be able to use the running game as well. So I think he, he it's pretty similar to his projection there. Yep. Uh, Garrett, do you have anything to add on that side or to that? Uh, I think you mentioned earlier about Sam Watkins being a solid play. That one week he had a down week, he left the game with a hamstring injury pretty early on. So you can kind of – Oh, gotcha. Okay. I yeah, think so you can like kind of discount yeah. that. But it's going to be interesting. There's definitely going to be a ton of points in that game against New England. But we all know Belichick likes to take away what the other team does best. He has Gilmore. He has Patrick Chung back in the secondary. I wouldn't be surprised if they try their best to limit Tyreek Hill big plays, which could open up more for Watkins and Kelsey, but and also Hunt. I mean, Hunt gashed him last year on the first game of the year for like almost 200 yards. So, right. I don't know. I'm I'm not too certain that. Oh, I remember. <laughs> oh, I remember Gary. I'm just saying. I don't know if you can expect a huge game from Tyree Kill, but it could open up more for Watkins. All right. Yeah. Good points. Uh, unless you guys have any further comments to add to this, um, we'll just real one. quick, I think. Just to further harp mm-hmm. on the trade between uh, between James and Andrew, uh, I think Andrew really is a benef- you know beneficiary in that trade. I think James would have been better off starting little Sean McCoy um, and Diggs instead of what he's got going on now, and I think Andrew benefits from that. So, um, just wanted to point that out again to make James feel shitty. Sounds like someone who wanted Diggs. Uh, yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> Digs, digs for Cook would have made a lot of sense. Yeah, it, it was offered. Trust me. Oh boy. Oh, I, I wouldn't do that. Cook's knee no, is scary. 
All right, but we're on here. Um, so next we got Manny versus George. Um, on Manny's side, Deshaun Watson, uh, he's dealing with a little bit of injury trouble, but if he plays, he should be pretty solid, especially with his rushing floor. I think Odell is in a prime spot on Thursday night against Philly, even though it should be a pretty rainy game. The past two uh, times the Giants and Eagles have faced off, they've uh, the Giants have thrown for over 800 throw, uh, passing yards combined in those two games. Um, and then on the other side of the ball in that game, uh, you know, he's got Alshon and Aguilar playing. Um, I think, David, are you the one who put in the notes that that's a horrible <laughs> yeah. Uh, play? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I figured. Um, I think if there's any week, it could be this one again. With the, I think it might just be a passing shootout if the weather's not horrible, and um, I think Aguilar can put up his floor, and Jeffrey might catch a touchdown. But it's yeah, never gonna, the best strategy. Real. Said I'm just going to have to disagree. I think Alshon Jeffrey and Nelson Aguilar is worse than any running back tandem committee that Jay's employed so far this year. Um, I don't. Whoa, I don't know about that. <laughs> I just I don't see how both of them get their share. Okay. I mean, Zach Ertz is going to be getting targets. They're going to be. You know, running at they're going to be running against the Giants defense. I think, um, like you said, it could be shitty weather. Um, I just I, I don't know how both of those guys explode. I don't think it's even like a, a safe twenty point floor between the two of them this week. Uh, I think if Carson Wentz throws like forty five times, you know, around that range, if it ends up being like a, a shootout, like it might be, then I think they're both pretty solid options. But if it's you know, like you said, rainy and just a run battle back and forth, then. Uh, we'll, yeah. we'll see what happens. Um, and then he's got Kareem Hunt, like we were just talking about, against New England. He blew up last year. Obviously, you can't expect a 40-point game or whatever it was, but, uh, you know, it's he's still in a pretty prime spot. Aaron Jones, we you know mentioned that stat on Tuesday. He's by far the best running back in that backfield, and San Francisco has a horrible uh, run D, but it really just comes down to coaching decisions here, kind of like the uh, situation in Detroit with Carrion Johnson and LeGarrette Blunt. Um, but you know, so until he decides to give those carries over there, you can't really rely on Aaron Jones to put up his projection, but he's always a threat to do it. Um, and then Travis Kelsey is also a part of that, uh, blow up game on Sunday night where I think he's going to get his fair share. Um, uh, you've already like, you know, talked a little bit about a lot of these players, but, uh, Garrett, do you have anything to add? On? I think his lineups can change a lot. He has Sanu in the bench. He picked up Baker just in case Deshaun couldn't go. And then he also has an extra defense. So I wouldn't count on Aguilar being there. But that being said, yeah, I'm pretty upset with McCarthy not playing Jones more snaps. He's so much just obviously better than Jamal Williams and Montgomery. But, yeah, there's not much you can do about coaching decisions like that. Yeah. Yeah. Looking at Manny's bench, I think Sanu is a much better option than Aguilar and an even better blow-up spot, and he, you know, took a big target to the house Amen last to that. week. So he's definitely um, – All right, and then uh, on the other side, um, George has Cam. You know, he kind of had a little bit of a down week last week, but we're hoping to see a little bit more. Um, Breeze just went off against Washington, so I think Cam can put up pretty similar numbers um, in terms of fantasy points, not in terms of actual passing. But uh, – Keenan Allen, I mean, he's getting the targets, he's getting the yards. It's just a matter of getting in the end zone. So it's just kind of a wait and see with him. But you have to play him each week. Shepard has been getting his. It's uh, been, you know, pretty surprising. uh, Or not surprising, but pretty consistent, I guess, um, targets uh, behind Odell there. And um, in this Thursday night matchup, like we said with Odell, it hopefully will be um, a lot of air yards and uh, two teams kind of airing it out and scoring a lot. But, again, with the rain, it's really hard to tell this early in the week. 
Um, D.D. Westbrook, uh, the Jacksonville receivers, you know, I'm taking part in this now with Keelan Cole. But uh, like I said last or on Tuesday, it's just kind of a carousel of receivers there. Three weeks ago, Cole led the team with nine targets. Last week, it was D.D. Westbrook with 13. This past week, it was Dante Moncrief with 15. So you really can't tell who's going to be the one to get the looks each week. Um, Crowell against Indiana is a decent matchup. Uh, he's not, you're not going to expect him to put up another 200 yards, but I think he'll, you know, hit his 10 to 12 points at the very least. Carson, we kind of mentioned this with Mike Davis. Um, what's going to go on with that backfield is really hard to tell, but he should at least get his fair share as long as he's healthy, which he looks. And then Graham has really just been disappointing. Um, you know, he hasn't really caught the touchdowns that we all knew in the preseason. They really needed to hold value. Um, so I think George's biggest question mark for this week is obviously Kenyon Drake. Um, they refuse to go away from Frank Gore, even though Kenyon Drake's the obvious talent. So, um, David, what do you think there? Do you think we're going to keep seeing uh, Gore dominate the carries? Or do you think they'll finally come to their side? Uh, I think we continue to see Gore. I'm not sure why, um, but they seem to be loving him, and Gore's has about a 0% chance of injury, as we've seen over his career. So I think they're just going to keep going by committee. I think Drake is – you know, a talented running back. But like you said, it's similar to the situation on the other side with uh, with Jones, and it's just, you know, poor coaching almost. Right. Garrett, do you have anything to add to that? I just want to let it be known that George is still actively trying to lose, not putting in Lamar Miller, yep. a much safer play than Drake, and added Spencer Ware just, just because, I guess. I don't know. It's really yep. confusing what he's trying to do this year, honestly. Yeah, I'd like to uh, to add to that. I also think that Lamar Miller should be swapped in. So, George, hopefully you listen to this podcast and act on it. And I'm just going to also put George on blast again. I say this every week, but how is he not traded for TJ Yeldon yet? If you're a Fournette owner, you must have Yeldon. Um, and I don't know what he's doing, but he hasn't seemed to have heeded my advice yet. All right. Well, if you guys are good, then uh, we'll move on to the final matchup here. We got myself versus David. The oh, Willie Noob. come on. Um, so I got Roethlisberger in a decent spot. Uh, it's at Cincinnati, and him on the road is always questionable. So we'll see what happens there. AJ in that same matchup should be pretty solid against Pittsburgh. Pretty awful pass D. As long as Cup can get healthy, I think he'll you know run all over uh, Denver's. Uh, cornerbacks you know he moves around enough and he's uh enough of a mismatch where i think he's a pretty solid bet for some points i now got to marius in my lineup um i mean the rams have a pretty tough pasty so i'm not really looking forward to that matchup but hopefully he'll get enough there jordan howard after you know coming back from the bye and then right before that only seeing 11 carries um it, it'll be interesting to see what they do this week in miami but if it is a shitty weather game like it looks like it's gonna be then uh they might lean on him a little more Freeman right now, I mean, I might have to sub him out for Hines. So, I mean, um, I just have him in there right now to intimidate David with his 15 <laughs> points. But uh, if he plays, in a good spot. But uh, if not, I think Hines is an all right option. He should be pretty safe with his receptions. But Marlon Mack is always a threat to come back and steal those carries. And I think Keelan Cole uh, should do all right against Dallas's D. So, uh, David, what do you think here of my uh, team this week? And I'll, I'll give my assessment here. Yeah, I think Devontae Freeman's the – Obvious big factor here. You already touched on it, but I want to touch on it again because that's huge. Cooper Cup as well. I think he should be on track to play, right? But he, if he, for whatever reason, he sits. And, that, I mean, that would be huge for you. Um, if you're going to have to fill both of those spots, I think you're in a tough, tough place this week. If both of those guys do play, 
Um, I think your team's actually pretty solid. The only, you know, downside being Keelan Cole in an offense where you never know who's going to hit. Right. Garrett, do you have anything to add to that? What do you think of my team with my uh, shiny new players? It's really sad to see Devonta Freeman go down <laughs> just after you got him back. I mean, it, it's a perfect summary of my season right now. I mean, literally, I looked down right after the trades completed, and in the past 10 minutes, it had been updated. He gave I you mean, a whole six points, and then decided to get hurt in practice. Uh, that being said, I think your receivers are much improved. Um, Cole has been, like you said, the most consistent out of that group, but you never know who's going to have the week out of the Jack receivers. Damaris Thomas, pretty solid floor, tough matchup, but always manages to find a way to grab like four or five balls for like 50 yards. And then Cup, like you said, huge day for him, probably incoming. Um, that being said, I think you just got to hope for the best with Jordan Howard and A.J. Green, honestly. Uh, yep, I agree. All right, and then on David's side, uh, you got Andrew Luck, who's always a you know good bet to blow up, as he's shown the past few weeks. Will Fuller had his first down week ever with Deshaun Watson last week, and he's kind of dealing with a nagging injury. So with the emergence of QT, it'll be interesting to see what he does. But um, he's never a guy you want to go up against. Uh, Doug Baldwin last week, I don't really know what happened there, but you know hopefully should be in a spot for a bounce back against Oakland, but. Um, you never know what's going to happen there. Um, I don't know how much they're really revealing about that injury. Um, Anunwa is looking like a really reliable target. Um, you know, last week he was going against Chris Harris, and then he had a mysterious hand injury, so hopefully that down week. Um, Elliot McCaffrey, I mean, not a whole much to say, not a whole bunch to say about that. Um, you know, Jacksonville might limit um, the passing options, obviously, and stack the box against Zeke, but I think he can still do work, and then McCaffrey's going to get his receptions and carries. Cook, a uh, bit of a high projection this week against Seattle, but I think he could definitely hit it um, in the right circumstances. And then the other Cook, Delvin Cook, we're you know kind of waiting to see what happens with him, but I think David's got some pretty um, decent uh, options as backup on the bench. He's got Alfred Morris uh, if he needs him. So, um, Garrett, what do you think about Doug Baldwin going forward? I was actually going to mention it. It's pretty interesting. David has two players playing in the London game this week. And it's shown to have pretty weird effects on receivers. Uh, Titans usually thrive in it because it just it's one of the easiest things to scheme for. They just get a lot of underneath passes. Carr has shown a pretty good rapport with Cook. Baldwin, I mean, I could very easily see this being another game where their run game just gets too hot for Carroll to lay off of, though. And he might just you know, have a couple grabs and they just continue to pound the rock with Davis and Carson. Right. David, do you have any comments yeah, on your team? Yeah, I'll just go down the line quickly, but I think, you know, Zeke and McCaffrey are a sure bet uh, matchup proof every week. I think Jared Cook has been also somewhat matchup proof as far as tight ends go, just because the position is so weak this year. Um, I don't, I think actually Dalvin Cook is primed for a huge game. He's playing against Arizona. If he suits up and he's even at 80% strength, let's say, I think he can just go off. And on the counter side of that, if he, for whatever reason, can't suit up, I think this might be the only week where I'd put in Latavius Murray and feel okay with it of the whole season <laughs> just because Arizona is that bad. Um, that being said, now to touch on the receivers, I think Will Fuller's got to stay in there just because of the upside if he plays. But other than that, I've literally been swapping my receivers in and out about every five minutes. Like, on one hand, you have a Noonwan Sneed, who seem like 
somewhat of a lock for 10 points every week with a ceiling of, you know, 12. And then you have guys like Godwin um, and Doug Baldwin, who you're, you know, kind of unsure of Baldwin's coming back into that offense, like you guys said, and then Godwin's getting a new quarterback. So, you know, I have the guys like Godwin and Baldwin with much bigger upside, but lower floor. And then a noon one Sneed with the, you know, kind of decent floor, but low ceiling situation. So I think you're going to continue to see me swap my receivers out every five minutes and hopefully I guess right. Yeah, right, if I yep. was, just to touch on that, I would personally, if I was you, switch out a Nunwa for Sneed. Uh, not to say that Nunwa hasn't been has a higher ceiling than Sneed because Sneed seems to cap out at like ten to twelve points. But a Nunwa's biggest threat isn't really Robbie Anderson so much as just the Jets' play calling, especially against a kind of weakened Colts defense. I figured it'd run the ball a lot. Jets are 23rd overall in total offense, but fifth in rushing. And obviously that's a little bit skewed by Corral's last game, but Corral and Powell are probably their two biggest offensive weapons just based off of talent. So I think you'd see a little bit more production from Snead personally. Yeah, that's fair. And if you would have checked my lineup this morning, it was Snead instead of the noon one. So like I said, I've been flip-flopping <laughs> all day. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, so that does it for the matchups. So we're going to move on and we'll, uh, we'll just let David, I'll get, let you give your opinion on the trade here. I mean, cause it was between me and Garrett. There's not really a ton to say. Yeah. Where is it? Yeah. It was Demarius Thomas and Keelan Cole for Tevin Coleman, Taylor Gabriel. Yeah. Demarius Thomas and Keelan Cole from Garrett and I'm giving up uh, Tevin Coleman gotcha. and Taylor Gabriel. Um, yeah. I think it's a pretty fair trade. Um, I think that, Garrett comes up way on top if Devontae Freeman misses time. Otherwise, I think it's pretty fair. You're getting right. a, you know, a receiver in DT who's, you know, kind of not that high of a ceiling this year, but also a pretty good floor. And then Garrett's getting a guy in Taylor Gabriel who has the potential to blow up later this season, um, but also could be a bust. And then, you know, Tevin Coleman's a pretty sure plug-and-play flex spot every week, but nothing more than that. So I think it addressed both teams' needs pretty well. Um, obviously, the big thing just being Devontae Freeman's health, which could skew this trade. Right. All right. Um, and then last, before we do our picks of the week, we'll just go over the waivers real quick. Um, Garrett picked up Marlon Mack for a hefty nine bucks. Uh, I'm not sure why you <laughs> thought anybody was going to be rushing to the wire. No one reads the news? What's the news? He's a starting guy. Mac uh, yeah, said he's a starter. He's been limited in practice last year. Yeah, he has been all year, play. supposedly. You know, it, he played one sna- He's played exactly, yeah, pretty much exactly as many snaps as Dalvin Cook, honestly. Yeah, well, Cook's had a broken knee the whole year. Right, and uh, Naeem Hines has had some success in his absence. I mean, I don't think he's a bad option to stash and see, but I don't uh, – wasn't it, you know – Yeah, it's the price. The, the player's good. It was just the price. I mean, that's fine, but – Look at how the uh, other running backs went. That's what I was kind of expecting the bid range to be. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, the injuries and everything kind of overshadowed Matt coming back there. I don't think anybody was really even looking into that because he's just been every week saying, you know, he's practicing, practicing, inactive. Um, but all right, next uh, next significant one is Winston for 5 bucks. I think James Winston's a great pickup, especially this week. Uh, his schedule going forward isn't the best, but um, I think he's, like he's shown last year, he was on pace for 4,900 yards and a bunch of touchdowns. I think he's pretty good blow-up option every week. What do you guys think about him? Yeah, I think it's, it's mainly just his matchup this week. I'm not a huge 
believe in him the rest of the year, just having to miss so much time with him. But this matchup, probably a pretty solid option. Yeah, I agree 100%. Nothing to add to that analysis. All right, and then uh, we got the big pickup with uh, James picking up Corey Clement for 25 bucks. Um, it's looking like right now that he might be the guy going forward, but it's going to be a definite timeshare. Smallwood is going to take some receiving work, even though Clement's a good receiver. Um, but he's kind of been the red zone guy. So, I mean, David, you picked up Smallwood for 17 bucks. So, uh, you know, what do you think there? You kind of talked about your thinking a little bit in the group chat, but yeah, you can I, if you want. To be honest, I think I'd have to go back and check, but I'm pretty sure I put in the exact same bid on the two of them. Uh, that's how much of a coin toss I think it's going to be. I don't think either one has a better chance to emerge. We'll just have to wait and see. Like I was every single site I was reading was saying Smallwood was a better guy to pick up. He's going to be the, you know, every down back, he's going to be the guy to, to use. And then once the waiver was done today, I read a report that Clemens, the guy. So like I, like I said, I think it's literally a towing cost. Yeah, oh, is that what I said? Us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. I'm tongue tied, baby. Uh, I can't edit that. One. Sorry, I can't. I can't edit that one. <laughs> uh, I do that all the time. Don't worry about it, Garrett. You have anything to add on those two? No, I mean it's. I, I think it's a clusterfuck, just like David said. But it's interesting to see James spend 25 on Clinton when he's believing that McCoy's going to come back to the Eagles, and he has McCoy already. Yeah. It'll be interesting. Um, and James also has uh, Chris Ivory on the bench. If McCoy were to get shipped out, I don't think he would be an awful starting option, actually. Kind of a low-key uh, potential guy there. I mean, we saw him put up like 120 yards when John was kind of out or down and out a couple weeks ago. Um, all right, finally, we'll move on to our picks of the week. Um, so I'll start it off. Uh, I'm going to go with Calvin Ridley. We kind of talked about this matchup a lot um, with between Atlanta and uh, Tampa Bay. I think Matt Ryan's going to come back from his embarrassment last week and just bully Tampa Bay's defense. Um, I think Calvin Ridley's going to go off for at least seven catches, probably 110 yards in a score. And I think Julio's going to probably do even a little bit more than that. But I just think Matt Ryan's going to come back with a vengeance. Garrett? Yeah, I talked about it a little bit earlier. I'm going with Kiki QT. Uh, has a pretty deceptively good matchup against Buffalo this week at home. He's seen 22 targets in two weeks being active. Last week, people were saying that Fuller's going to be back. He's going to lose target share. Only gained it. Fuller could be a little bit hampered by the hamstring injury. Watson loves him as an underneath target. Lamar Miller, not effective and not healthy. I think he goes for six catches, 80 yards, and a touchdown. All right, then yeah, I'm going TJ Yeldon. Um, if you've looked at him so far, he is the eighth scoring running back so far in all of fantasy. Um, so he, I think he's a good bet to put up another 20 points as long as Fournette's out. Um, like I said, it's something that, you know, some where George should have picked him up earlier. Um, but I think Jay's in a good spot as long as he has him. I think he goes for another 20 points. He's a, you know, historic receiving back who's been surprisingly effective on the ground so far. Nice. Do you want to give a shot at predicting the stat line? Uh, I'm going to say 100 all-purpose yards and a touchdown. All right, and then before we close it out, uh, we'll just do one quick rundown of who we think is going to win each matchup. One quick sentence if we'd like to. Um, so we'll start off at the top here with me versus David. Uh, Garrett, you start off. David wins. Colin, bear luck next week. 
Yeah, I like my team. I think it'll be a close matchup if all your guys play, um, but I like my team in a nail-biter. I mean, if Devontae plays and is healthy, I think I got to believe the team, and if he doesn't play, I think I got to believe my team. (laughs) All right, we got Kurt versus Garrett. Um, I think Garrett's got his team monster this year and definitely with James Conner still active this week. I mean, going forward, he might take a dip, but Garrett. I think I got the win, but Gordon's going to scare me. Yeah, I think Garrett gets the win. Like I said, I think he filled out his roster pretty nicely with the trade. All right, James versus Hop. Um, I think James takes it with a pretty safe floor out of most of his players. Yeah, I think James gets it. Hop might have a down week, but I said that last week, so. Yeah, I actually have to disagree with you guys. I think Hop pulls this one out. Uh, I think James would have been in a better spot having a Stephon Diggs. Like you said, James has a safe floor, but I don't think he has the blow-up potential. All right, uh, Jake versus Jay. Uh, I think i got to go Jay here with Yeldon uh, in a real big blow-up spot. I'm going with Jake. His receivers in a battle of receivers are better receivers. Yeah, I think I'm going to have to go with Jay over Jake. Again, I think Yeldon's the the it factor. All right, Joe versus Andrew. Um, I think I'm going to have to go with Andrew here, depending on – Actually, you know what? I I think T.Y. Hilton's going to be out, so I'm going to go with Joe here, uh, even though he's down Kamara. Big game and keeps him afloat. I'm Garrett. going with Andrew, even with T.Y. Hilton out. Like David said, he gave him Stephon Diggs. All right, David. I think I have to go with Joe this week. Um, I think both of these guys are just devastated by buys and injuries this week, but I think Joe wins. All right, and then finally we got Manny versus George. Um, I think I got to give it to Manny here this week. Uh, George's options are just so hit or miss right now. Yeah, my dad's gonna win because George is trying to lose. Yep, David Manny wins this week. All right, well that does it for this week. Uh, good luck to everybody. Good luck to David. Even though I'm gonna have to embarrass you and uh, take <laughs> my first win from right after. Um. We'll see you guys on Tuesday. Good luck to everybody. We'll see how our picks turn out.